Bonjour, hi, I'm Pascal Auclair. I hope this talk supports you in your practice. J'espère que cet enseignement vous sera aidant. If you'd like to support my teaching, you can use the donate button underneath my picture on Dharma Seed. Vous pouvez me soutenir en cliquant sur le bouton sous ma photo. Your support is greatly appreciated. Merci. Hey, thank you very much for allowing me to take the mic. Thank you, Mark. Uh, I think I'm just taking a moment to kind of situate myself, uh, locate myself. Okay, so this is the form reality is taking right now. <laughs> I'm in front and I have a microphone. So it's a different uh, kind of identity or role. Maybe just uh, while appreciating the this, uh, the land here, the light, the sun, um, and your good practice. Uh, it's quite um, beautiful, intriguing, strange. Uh, the uh, the meandering. You know, like all the bodies moving in space slowly. Uh, yeah, the community doing some uh, exploration research as I think about it. Yeah, uh, yeah and how, how, to, how to relate, how to relate to the world, how to relate to the present to be in relationship or maybe even more I think these days I think of uh, um, how to heal uh, heal uh, heal ourselves heal, heal our relationship to uh, the world to all our relationships and I so love the Dharma, so love the, the Dharma in one, one aspect. I mean, there's many, but uh, just because of the theme um, this afternoon that uh, Mark brought so skillfully, I feel like I'm in a kind of a fair. There's a kind of an echo. <laughs> it's funny. Um, the, uh, I love, I lo what I love about the Dharma is these uh, lands that we put on, huh? We remove our lens, habitual like lens of my, maybe my preferences, what I want to get from this, and and so we're invited to remove the lens to say, oh, but but this, let's put these down and let's try these, <laughs> the feeling tone, the vedana, the pleasure, displeasure, or their absence, you know. So Mark very very skillfully this morning invited us to put on these glasses to see to see the world uh, through through that lens, yeah. And this afternoon, we're like, oh, let's put them down and let's try another pair. Let's put the four element glasses and let's sit with these uh, glasses and let's walk, meander. I like the, the verb, meander with these glasses. And let's see what we're going to discover if we remove the habitual glasses of, you know, what are your habitual glasses? You know, sometimes it's, you know, what I want, what I prefer, what me, about me, you know, or, or something, or my concerns, or worries, or, and, and so I, I love this, there's a, there's an opening that is possible, this discovery, insight that is possible, and the Buddha, thank you Mark, and behind Mark, <laughs> so many beings, and the Buddha, so skillful with the, these elements, so simple, huh? Like it didn't take the whole chart. I think there's more elements than the four, isn't there? It's like, let's keep it to four. <laughs> For human beings, it's uh, maybe more affordable. I don't know if that's the right word here. But let's take just four that we can experience. 
and you know the depth of this you know that through this just wearing these glasses a little bit we could start to you know touch into the deepest teachings of not self you know what is this a play of elements ah and there can be some release from the cage of i i'm stuck with myself you know and suddenly to discover no that's a play of earth and water fire is one missing And uh, just so, because I'm so in the, in the, in the you know, you, 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 um, you brought this so strongly, Mark, the, the elements, I can't actually get, get out of the elements. <laughs> I'm wearing the glasses. <laughs> this is how I'm seeing the world now. So, so uh, even uh, now in the movement, you know, they were so present. Uh, and so what I'm thinking of is... Um, I think uh, it's the Buddha talking to um, to his son Rahula, and if I remember well, um, it's okay because the es- essence is going to be there. So I feel very free to <laughs> paraphrase. I, I never have the quotes in front of me, um, but, but I feel uh, I feel it's it's okay to do this, and so uh, in talking to. Uh, uh, his son, I think he says something like, um, let your attention, let your attention be like the earth that carries, holds whatever you put on the earth. Let your attention be the same. Let your attention meet what is there. Such a beautiful instruction. But then he goes further. Like, let, let, uh, let your attention, Rahula, be uh, like uh, like the water that falls equally on anything, the, the rain that falls equally. Let, let your attention meet or fall uh, onto whatever it, uh, it meets, whatever happens. Let your attention be like the wind. The wind blows on everything it meets equally. Let your attention be like this. Let it meet the cold, let it meet the damp, the warmth, the sun. The, let it meet the comfort, the discomfort. Let your attention be like the fire that burn any fuel that uh, it encounters. Let your attention be like this. Let it be. Let it make fuel out of any event, any phenomena, non-phenomena, experienced, the pleasant, the unpleasant, the neither one or the other, what's happening outside on the land, in nature, what's happening inside. And I'm also, I think, uh, this I'm not sure, it might be the Buddha or it might be Buddha Gosa. So one spoke 2,600 years ago and another one spoke maybe a thousand years ago or more. And um, in describing that, you know, sometimes, sometimes there is uh, floods, it just pours and pours and there's water everywhere you look there's water water floods so we know this we see this um, and sometimes there's no more water drought anywhere you look no more water it's all dry and in the same way that it happens uh, in nature it happens also here sometimes it's just floods sometimes dry so dry uh, in the heart, sometimes devastation fires. Where I live in uh, Quebec, Canada, now lots of fires. And so sometimes fire everywhere, 
and sometimes the same in the heart, huh? rage and anger and, you know, sometimes it's wind takes over, tornadoes, uh, and sometimes it's the same inside, huh? sometimes like, whoa, confusion and all kinds of emotion come through. Uh, so very natural, very natural. It's in nature. These things happen in nature. Sometimes in the text it says, no more wind. No, the air doesn't move anymore. It just doesn't. And so these are, uh, these uh, analogies or ways of uh, talking about that. You know, what's happening inside, outside. It's always this um, this kind of invitation for, like, an, as I understand it, for a new vista, for a new way to see things, a new way to perceive what's happening. And what I, what I hear in this, and we'll probably talk more about this, Mark Will, and... Uh, already diving into into this uh, this afternoon um, yeah this new vista that uh, we're studying nature it's nature like when we have the old glasses it's about me my chair sitting cushion inflatable <laughs> my spot you know in the hall or in undercover or you know or my you know, my plate, my room, bedroom, tent, spot for my tent, my agitation, my retreat, my, you know, when we have these glasses, things are seen in this way. This is the kind of vista. That's how we understand, experience things, perceive, uh, explain, narrate things through me. It's happening to me, my, my pain, the cold that I feel, you know. And through using these glasses of the elements, maybe of the feeling tone and the other glasses we'll, we'll, uh, we'll probably put here this week, uh, we get to, you know, change our perception in a liberating way. We start to see, oh, this is not mine, this is nature. This is nature. And what we're studying here, yeah, Clearly, there's no more doubt about this. It's nature. Nature, how it changes in all kinds of ways, you know. It rains, it shines, outside, inside, you know. Hopeful, doubtful, what am I doing here? I love it, I want to stay, you know. And all these uh, different meteorology, it's nature. And one way that I think about this is... Um, yeah, there's a there's a the chance here because of the silence of the time, the space, not so much to do, the simplicity of uh, of the whole thing. There's a uh, a chance to study also human nature, human nature. And to me, the most remarkable thing. There's a few remarkable things in the Dharma practice, but one of them is that change of vista, where I go from. Uh, thinking it's me, happening to me, to recognizing, oh, cold, cold, coldness is nature. And so is confusion. Oh, confusion. Oh, I thought we were going to sit there, but we we're going to sit there. I, I thought it was going to be raining, but now <laughs> I don't have my sunscreen and my hat. And, you know, confusion, confusion is, is, uh, is a human experience. It's so liberating to, to discover along the way. It's progressive, you know, it's, it's where the path is, uh, how the path is unfolding or where it's leading. That, that's, that's, I think, what is meant a lot by liberation is to waking up to the fact that, oh, it was not that personal. It's na look at na human nature. The nature of opinions, preferences, <coughs> the nature of shame, blame, the nature of uh, desire, wanting to be further along or wanting 
a different weather or wanting a different mind or wanting to be that one. They so seem like they have it. I don't. I'd like to be that one. And so this is human nature that we're invited to, to study here. And in particular, uh, this afternoon, uh, Mark wanted me to uh, name, and I think that's that's the basic job with these, is I think to name and normalize. If I get to able to do this in the next 35 minutes, it's good. So it's pretty simple, my task, is to name and normalize uh, these um, human experience, very much human. It's of the public domain. Nobody has uh, ownership of this. Oh, by the way, parenthesis, I might make a few of them. That's the style <laughs> of this personality. So often, um, I was watching a beautiful documentary uh, on uh, Josephine Bacon. She's one of our elders in, uh, in Quebec. She's um, Inu. She's, uh, she's not Inuit. Inuit is a little higher. She's Inu, one of the uh, member of one of the eleven uh, uh, First Nations of Quebec, only. Uh, and Josephine, she's a poet and uh, an elder. Like you, you mention your name, if you know her, tears come up. You know, <laughs> she changes the elements within a second. She's such a beautiful being. And in the documentaries, she was saying in uh, Inu Aimun, the the language of the Inu people. She was saying, you can't, you, it's not possible with the language to say uh, that I own the land. It's not a possibility. You, you cannot say I, I, uh, it belongs to me, you know, like it's my land or my... You can't say this. It's not a possibility in that language. The only thing you can say is, is uh, I belong to the land. That's the only thing you can say. It's, it's not mine. It's not a possibility. But... I'm it, I'm it's, <laughs> whatever the translation would be here. So beautiful. And to me, it's very dharmic. I kind of uh, reclaim it in a way as, uh, you know, wisdom is wisdom anyway. But in the dharma, it's very much there that you can't own something. You know? And so these, um, these states of mind that are uh, uh, difficult, they often... Uh, happen in the first uh, couple of days of the retreat, so that would be yesterday and today. Uh, they're often there. And the following days too, <laughs> by, by the way. <laughs> and when we go back home too. <laughs> they're, they're the, as you know, many of you, I think, uh, they're called hindrances because they tend to hinder our relationships, uh, our well-being. You know, they tend to, yeah. Uh, but they don't have to. And that's the beauty of this practice here. That's another, another thing that I'm amazed by, how, uh, how in this practice we recycle, if I could say it like this, every phenomena. Every phenomena is, okay, come in. We'll, we'll take you in, you know. Uh, when we have preferences, it's not like this. Huh? I, this I like, this I don't like. It's very clear. <laughs> We're not going to... But uh, with this mindfulness, with this curiosity that we're developing here, uh, this, this kind of turning towards or, um, uh, yeah, Mark was talking about uh, intimacy, coming close to either touching or being touched by, um, uh, yeah, so, so this is um, something very uh, beautiful. Uh, kind of candid, that's how it appears to me often, it's like, oh, a phenomena, let me know it, let me, let me, uh, you know, let go of my preconceived ideas about this, there's a freshness, that's what I mean maybe by candid, can, can, candor, can, candidness. So, turning uh, we turn towards what is there. It might be wanted or not wanted. It might be big or small. It might be. But when it, um, when a phenomena and experience happens, as we develop that uh, quality of presence, th there's this 
yeah, curiosity that might become even some kind of joy, like, oh, a phenomena. Let me experience it. Let me see if I can meet this, you know, come close to this. And so these hindrances, it's a short kind of a, it's a list of five uh, mind states that we get to experience. Uh, it's a short list, maybe for all the afflictive emotions. It's kind of, and so uh, maybe I should name them, no? That would, be, that would be a good thing at this point. Although it's not bad to keep some suspense going, <laughs> keep the listener <laughs> engaged. <laughs> Um, so one of them is uh, desire, like kind of clinging desire, greed, wanting something else. So it's a turning away from what is here and being fascinated by what should be or could be or I would want it to be. And, uh, and it's really strange how it works because, you know, we might have uh, signed up for this retreat you know, ah, I want this retreat, so look forward to it, so look forward to it. Don't want to be home, want to be at the retreat, want to be at Harmerk, no? Harmerk? Ah, I was wondering, oh, okay, I want to be at Harmerk, I want to be at Harmerk, that's all I want in life. <laughs> and then we get there, and suddenly we're like, Okay, maybe I want to be home now. <laughs> you know? Or, so this kind of like, not being able to, to turn towards what is, but being fascinated, captivated, duped. <laughs> duped by something else that is not. But could we, should be, could it be, can it be, please, just this. You know? And so being under the spell of not free, caught uh, like this. So this is something that happens. It happens in all kinds of ways, big and small. You know, you're talking with somebody, not here, but outside. <laughs> you're talking with somebody at a party or gathering, and you know, and the other conversation looks better. You know, and suddenly you're unable to relate to what the person is saying because the other conversation is the one. Yes, it's over there. Satisfaction is over there. You know, duped, and suddenly we're unable to be freely where we are. And the other hindrance, the opposite, is, uh, is aversion, is the classic name we use, or resistance to not wanting something. Often they go together. So not wanting something. Has it happened to anyone here today? <laughs> okay, now, you go, Cloud. <laughs> you move. You know, it could be this or anything else. And sometimes it shows up in just, you know, one second, you know. Don't, don't want to... Anything. Don't want to be myself. Don't want to be this one. Don't want to be here just now. Want, you know, and want to be later. So, desire, aversion... Oh, and the next two are very classic. That's pretty much the waters we uh, swim in in the two first days of a retreat. And it might, might not be for you, or you might not recognize this. Great, great, great. But often the two first days, we, uh, we kind, of, uh, kind of navigate or switch walls, <laughs> sway between, uh, between slot, slot and torpor, it's called classically. So just not enough energy to feel, experience, you know, like it's just a little foggy, a little far away, a little, there's a kind of a lack of energy to be with, or too much energy, which, you know, somebody today described like as uh, crawling out of one's skin, you know, like, or sometimes it's described as wanting to kind of explode in the sitting, or the mind thinking a lot about stuff, being very, very busy. Um, agitation and worry, often it's called. Yeah, so as I said, my job is to name these and normalize it. Normalize it. It's very, very 
Uh, it happens uh, very often. Yeah, and often, you know, it takes time to, to, um, to actually, uh, what is it, maybe settle, arrive, or maybe it's refine the attention to be able to uh, really touch and stay with, stay with. Um, and so we either have too much energy or too little energy, and we go between the two. And that, but at some point, we've, we touch it, and probably we've touched it here. And I think nature is an amazing support and marks instruction so skillful that I think uh, these two, nature and Mark, which is nature, you know, create the right conditions to, to find the middle ground here between too low energy, which is a kind of a problem, and too much energy, which seems to be a problem, but the right, the right amount of energy to actually uh, feel, experience. Uh, makes me think of um, Kamala Masters, a uh, great teacher, Kamala Masters' uh, definition of, uh, of sati. I was teaching with uh, her and Joseph Goldstein, Tuari Sala, uh, at Spirit Rock a couple of years ago, I think, and she just kind of spontaneously, with 40 years of practice behind, uh, you know, said, oh, you know, I think she said, this is what uh, mindfulness is. And, uh, and it really, I love the definition, so it stuck with me. Uh, and she said, and there's a bunch of things we've heard here, you know, or you might know. It's good to hear it again. She says... Uh, um, Mindfulness uh, remembers remembers itself. I don't know what use she, word she used after maybe presence or awareness. It remembers itself. So we're like ah, rah, 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 home, blah 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 blah. Oh, retreat. Oh, now we remember. Oh, weather. Oh, breath. Oh, grass. You know something. So. Mindfulness remembers itself, and the bit that I like is right there when she says, after she said, she says, just enough energy to, um, how does she say that? Just enough, I love this, this I can repeat a few times. Just enough energy, just enough energy, just enough energy to, uh, I'll paraphrase because I don't have the right words here, just there in my mind. Uh, just enough energy to connect with an experience, an object, a phenomena, synonymous, an event happening in the present, a step, a breath, a sound, experience of coolness, coldness, etc. Just enough energy to connect with an experience and to stay aware to remain in connection, to know it simply and directly. Just enough energy. I love this. It's so beautiful. To me, it's like years of uh, research there. Just the right energy. Because, you know, when there's greed or aversion, it's not just enough energy. It's a lot of energy. <laughs> Like, we grab, I like this, this is mine, don't touch it, you know. Or like, I don't want this, why is this there? Who can I blame, you know, blame myself? And that's a lot of energy. And here we're learning to hold things very lightly, huh? very lightly. Oh, wet dampness, dampness. So we don't like barge in with our opinions. And it's, uh, it's, really, uh, it's, very, it's very delicate work we're doing here. Just this, learning how to hold. And later it'll be something else, to hold somebody else's view that is different than ours, you know. How to have just enough energy to be aware of and to know fully, directly, simply, to experience something. And so we can do this with these uh, hindrances also. You know, first maybe it requires that we recognize what's happening. So that's very classic teaching, um, modern classic teaching maybe that I'm going to be giving here for a few minutes about how to be with uh, 
these hindrances or afflictive emotion. I didn't name the fifth. I can see your eyes, Lucy, behind these glasses. Thank you for reminding me. Doubt, doubt, doubt. You know, unable to be with what is here because suddenly, why am I here? Why, why, what should I be doing right now? Like, should I be with the water or the earth or which, <laughs> you know? So we're unable to connect, just enough energy to connect simply with something happening. It's very natural, all these. Uh, so we're bringing all these friends here. Kamala Masters, thank you. Oh, she lives in Hawaii, Kamala. So does Michelle McDonald, who created that acronym that you, many of you know. Very appropriate, very nature retreat, very today. Rain, rain. So how to meet these afflictive emotions, these, these natural perturbations, inner perturbations, you know? So the R is for recognize, recognize, maybe name, name. There's actually a technique that uh, many of you maybe know uh, that we, we use sometimes in practice. It's a kind of a, we call it a skillful means. It's a tool, maybe if I put it in that language, that we can use. Sometimes it's useful, sometimes not, you know, like a hammer. You don't always want to have a hammer. <laughs> sometimes it's not the right tool, you know. But denoting is a, is a naming, labeling what's happening, you know. And this can be really helpful, especially if the voice that recognizes has a, you know, mindfulness to it, kind of curiosity, or even better if it has a friendliness to it. You know, bring your loving awareness to, you know. So if the naming... Uh, the recognition, the labeling. And so, oh, oh, Pascal, really worked up now. Oh, big reaction, big reaction. You know, just, so this recognition of what's happening, this naming, maybe with tenderness, anyway, for me, it really helps. Maybe sometimes with a little humor, a little, you know. I don't know you, but... Human beings, maybe other human beings, not us, we're, we're spiritual. <laughs> but other human beings, they often get, uh, you know, uh, annoyed by other human beings, you know, like uh, aggravated very quickly, you know, one email, one text. Or it could be here, because we're away from this, it could just be one person in the food line <laughs> in front of us that suddenly appears as an obstacle, you know. I could see that it's a human being for a few moments in aversion or in desire to reach the lettuce. <laughs> you know, there's an obstacle in front of me. You know, and so just to, to recognize, it could be playful actually, to recognize, oh, Pascal, strong reaction here. <laughs> you know, you really want that lettuce. really appears like it's going to solve all your problems. You know, if I can only get to the lettuce. Not you, I'm talking about me. I'm really uh, I'm slow on the path. You maybe do, do this only with the lemon bar. <laughs> lemon, lemon <laughs> with the dessert. <laughs> and so when these arise, very natural aversion, uh, desiring something else, if we can recognize a name, that can be really helpful. Uh, recognize and name, oh, voila, here it is. There's actually a joy, a very strange kind of joy that grows in practice that you, I think you know. It's the joy of recognition. Oh, voila, clinging, here it is. I've heard some, I've read tons of books about clinging. Here's a good case, we're in it. <laughs> Suddenly I have an opinion, you know, that this shouldn't be happening. That's not how I would do this is not where I would have sent people, or this is not, you know. Oh, here's a mind, you know, that suddenly gets aggravated by a preference or something. Very natural, so natural. So natural in the capacity to recognize this, that it's happening, and to name it. And as maybe you know, the A 
in the rain is for allow, accept. And again, the spirit of curiosity. Oh, look at this. Formation, nature, sometimes floods, sometimes summer, sometimes spring, sometimes, and now, you know, here's the mind. It was like, I need, you know. It's interesting at the, at the table for registration, you know, when people see the list of tasks, you know, suddenly like, <laughs> fixations, like, <laughs> not always, but it happens, very natural. It's like, and <laughs> it's like the dog, you know, the hunting dogs. I don't want toilet, I want kitchen. <laughs> it's, you know, it's very, very natural. And we can become aware of this. Oh, look at this. Suddenly, like, the mind fixating on something it wants now, you know. And to be able to recognize this is not easy because often we're duped. We are totally duped, taken for a ride. We buy into very natural that we would. I absolutely need this now. Like, I need to get my hand on that sheet. Let the guy finish to say what he has to say about COVID. <laughs> and right when I can, I'm going to grab that. <laughs> Either that room or that job or that, you know. And, uh, yeah, so natural. So, so natural. And so we can recognize this, maybe uh, if it happens here in any way in the following days. Probably not, but it, it might, here and there, you know, to just recognize, oh yeah, the, the contraction of the mind, you know, it's suddenly like something contracts, either in the heart you might feel it, or to name it and to allow it to be experienced fully. It's meteorology of the human, of human nature. It's human nature. We're in, we have the chance here to be in the heart of it. And we're in this amazing container of the, this place, land, but also of the Dharma that invites uh, sensitivity, invites uh, curiosity towards what is happening. So allow this to be there, to be happening. And allow goes against, you know, the blaming, the selfing, the one, I shouldn't feel this, I shouldn't, no, no, no. Actually, there's a, a way to practice that I've discovered, there's probably others have different, other ways to talk about this, but the way I think about it, I don't think it's actually a choice, I think we have to practice this way, I think of it as um, like the soaking approach, or the marinating approach. So, sometimes when there's this one of these mind states, you know, of agitation, or doubt or wanting to be somewhere else or somebody else or anything it's not important like just something else you know i don't get to choose to let it go what the form that practice will take will be to soak in it for a little while to marinate in that uh, for a little while to keep wanting to be further along or to you know for whatever else to to, to, to and to the practice for me is to even, you know, for a while I would say in my mind, yes, strong desire, like that kind of particular kind of clinging, stay here. Or opinion, strong aversive opinion, you know. Don't go, don't go, don't go. There's a lot of information here. I want to get to feel this. Stay here a little bit longer, grumpy mind. Stay here. Is it, uh, yeah, ill will, I think. Ill. I don't know, because in French we have an expression, is a mauvaise volonté. And if you translate it in English, it's really ill will. It's this particular mind when you're looking for trouble. Does, does people who speak English have that? You know, like there's goodwill, like you're with somebody and you're, you have goodwill. You, you want it to work out. You want to understand what they say. But sometimes you're with somebody, they're explaining something to you. They're explaining something to me. I don't want to understand. I want to find fault. And like my senses become radar. Like I have, is that ill will? So I'm like, yeah, tell me more. I'm going to find the fault in what you say. And, and <laughs> you know, I, I want this to not work out. And I'm smiling and pretending I want it to work out. But I, I, my mind is really clear. 
it's not going to work out. <laughs> Count on me. <laughs> and so when this is there, to actually recognize it and say, oh, voila, it's there. I'm not going to be able to. Sometimes I can let it go. But some, often it's just like it's locked in, you know, for, for a few minutes at least, you know. Okay, stay here. Let me feel this. So allow, recognize and name a allow. And the I is for interest or investigation. And when we say investigation, attention, careful. When we say investigation in the Dharma world, it's a very particular meaning. When we say, uh, when we say investigation, it means being with. It, means, it doesn't mean thinking of, analyzing where, why, where did it, why do I do this, where in the past has it started this pattern, etc., which can be really good with maybe a professional or in another setting. Here, maybe the, I'll, give, I'll give us the kind of purest version or at least the version I was taught. Investigation is really like a biologist in nature. You know, you go behind a bush and you watch the beavers. You don't mess around with the beavers. <laughs> you know, you don't go and ask questions like, why do you come, you know, come out at this time? Like, you, you, don't, you don't, you just stay in the bush <laughs> and you watch the beavers. And, and just enough energy to connect with and to stay with, to stay with. And that's what I think biologists do. <laughs> biologists. So. But I think there's something about this, just staying there and watching this phenomena, this hindrance, this afflictive emotion do what it does. Just aware, not completely taken by, but aware, oh, look at this, look at this. With the beaver at some point, they're like, oh, they come at night. Oh, and they fight. And later, by staying, 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 they did, oh, they're not fighting. They're socializing. I'm thinking stuff I heard on TV when I was 14. <laughs> so I, it might have changed. <laughs> but do you see what I mean? Like it, inside, it becomes more clear as the contact, as we stay in contact. As we stay in contact. So we don't start to argue, go, go away. Don't, you know, I don't want to feel like this, you know. So we just... It's the middle path, sometimes it's called. There's an extreme, which is being taken for a ride, and it happens really often by the afflictive emotion, you know, wanting uh, a different past. It, you know, we could be totally hooked, like, I want, if this didn't happen, if it hadn't happened, it's so natural, no? For a human being. If I hadn't said this, if they hadn't said, like, and so we keep wanting a better past. You know, recognizing, allowing this to happen, happen again, happen again a few times. And we just stay with. And at some point, you know, this uh, wisdom kicks in. Something appears like maybe that it's pointless, going nowhere. But it takes time. It takes time. That's why I call it mar marinating or soaking. And so if there's a lot of agitation, just recognizing, oh, there's agitation here, allowing it. And the investigation is just to feel it, to feel it. First foundation, the body. Feel it in the body. How does it feel in the body? How does it feel, this agitation, this sloth? <laughs> you know, how does it feel? Oh, how does it feel in the body, this opinion? How does it feel, this mind, this in the body, in the mind? Second foundation, is this pleasurable or displeasurable? So we take the same glasses, the same lens to actually feel, just to feel, feel in the body. Oh yeah, unpleasant, unpleasant emotion. Or maybe no, maybe I find out that it actually feels great. I'm right, you're wrong, you're all wrong. <laughs> It feels great. I love it. Ah, let's stay with this. Oh, yeah, that's a certain kind of pleasure. You know, arrogance. Look at me. 
in relationship with the water element. <laughs> no judgment, no judgment, just mindfulness, just curiosity. Oh, look at this. Suddenly I exist as the meditator, you know. If that happens, I don't know, maybe not. <laughs> you know, just noticing, oh, look at this, suddenly I took on a personality. <laughs> you know? And so no judgments whatsoever, just curiosity, just like, oh, let's stay with this, stay with this. And just see. So interest, investigation is just to be with, to be in contact with, to feel it in the body, feel the mood, the mood of self-righteousness or the mood of self-deprecation, self-loathing. Even in nature, I think it might happen, no? Suddenly, like the shame, like you're a piece of shit. It might not say it, but it's kind of ambiance. You know, although it might be beautiful around, suddenly there's just a feeling of being such a failure. It might be anything more subtle than this. I think I'm French. It's dramatic. We're dramatic. I come from the theater also, so that doesn't help. Plus the personality. It's all multiplied. <laughs> and... But, you know, like down, just down, some kind of like wave of despair, you know. This coldness is never going to end. I'm never going to be able to, just to, to rec recognize, oh, what's the, how does it feel in the body? How does it, what's the ambiance in the mind? And as we stay with it, like the biologist, I think at some point we might even discover how it alters perceptions. These mind states, they have such power. You know, you could be in the most beautiful place in the world, but it's not accessible anymore because my life sucks. I'm never going to get out of this trouble at home, you know, or whatever. And suddenly, like, beauty, unaccessible. It's very powerful, these mind states. The mirage-like nature of the mind state, how it will, you know, suddenly show all the past, you know, never, anything ever worked for me, never, no, never. Is there some nuance? No. Everything, uh, and my future too, no future. <coughs> you know, and there's certain mind state, you know, and then there's another mind state that arrives, and suddenly, whoops, the vista changes a bit. And the freedom is the capacity to recognize, oh, there's this mirage now. Of course, in discouragement, that's how it feels. And the capacity to accompany oneself. So if I'm not in the extreme of being caught or in the extreme of hating a mind state, either caught in it, the discouragement or despair, nothing's ever going to work, or I don't want to feel like this, I want confidence, I want hope, I want joy, I want, you know. So these are extreme ways of being in relationship with, which happen a lot. And we're trying to hit the middle path here of being just aware, oh, wave of despair, wave of, uh, can it be known? Can this be known just as it is? The kind of, uh, you know, I think of this almost as uh, national parks. You know, in the States, there's something I love. I almost have tears being a Canadian about the national parks in the United States. You know, I don't know if they're all national parks, but anyway, you know, Yosemite, Death Valley, uh, Joshua Tree, you know, all these places, such different geology and ambiance and... And, uh, you know, it's of the public domain. Huh? You can drive through Joshua Tree, you can drive through Yosemite, you can drive through... It's the same with our mind states. So, oh, we're in the National Park of Fear now. <laughs> and it has these rock formations, these, um, these, uh, yeah, these rock formations, or these, this flora, this fauna. And we can wake up to this, become aware of this. Oh, look at this in this particular national park of that emotion. You know, let me feel this, the aversion. 
It's a particular landscape, geology, etc. I don't know if you hear, but in there there's the compassion, there's some tenderness that maybe is possible. I'm not totally duped by, but I'm able to recognize there's a portal that opens towards some kind of friendliness and some kind of capacity to accompany ourselves through this. Okay. A few words. Oh, rain. <laughs> the N. The N, if we follow um, Michelle McDonald, is uh, exactly what we were talking about. Not personal. It's nature. Nature. And maybe uh, Tara Brack came with nurture after. Yeah, beautiful addition. But I like the nature. Oh, this is nature. Voila, this is nature. Meteorology happening. Let's take a moment to let uh, the words dissolve. Just a couple of seconds here. We have just enough energy to meet what is there, maybe recognize it and be with it, to learn how to meet emotions or anything for that matter. Thank you so much. Thank you for allowing me to take the mic and share a few words. Thank you. And, as they say in America, bon appetite. <laughs> Mercy buckets. <laughs>